Listener supported. WNYC Studios. I'm Carrie Nolan. It's Monday, October 10th, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is David Sanger, Chief Washington Correspondent for The New York Times. Good morning, David. Morning, Carrie. David, the 10th anniversary of the American invasion of Afghanistan passed a couple of days ago. Today, we have roughly 100,000 troops there. Yet the moment was barely mentioned by President Obama or the Republican candidates for his job. How come? You know, Kerry, this struck me as really strange because had it been four years ago, I think this would have been a a major issue for both. For President Obama, I think his view is that he's already declared himself on this, that uh, the surge troops that he sent in in 2009 will be uh, pulled out by September of next year and that all American combat troops will be out by 2014. For the Republicans, it's more complex. As we've seen in the debates, they're deeply divided. There is a group of establishment Republicans who believe that uh, to pull out of Afghanistan now is to show some kind of national weakness. But I think the surprise has been that most of the Republican candidates have made the case that the U.S. should pull out of Afghanistan. That is not a traditional uh, response, and it certainly is very different from the 2008 campaign. And so I think most of them wanted to let this uh, moment go somewhat unmentioned. Over the weekend, there were more leaks about the memo the Obama administration drafted to justify killing Americans overseas. What is the legal logic behind this decision, and why won't the administration provide the memo? Well, the Americans overseas in this case are those who had affiliated with uh, al-Qaeda, uh, like Anwar al-Awaki, who was killed by a predator drone two weeks ago. And uh, the theory in the memo is that anybody who has signed up with an enemy of the United States, including a U.S. citizen, uh, is subject to being treated on the battlefield the way any other enemy would be. But it is extraordinarily controversial, and the reason is that they end up essentially denying an American citizen constitutional rights of due process. We've seen religion become an issue in the primary debates recently with a Dallas pastor who's a supporter of Rick Perry declaring that Mitt Romney, who's Mormon, is not a true Christian. Now, the reaction was swift and it was harsh. So what did we learn about that kind of tricky cross-current of religion and politics? I think what we learned, Kerry, is that there are uh, many, particularly on the far right of the Republican Party, who feel uh, deeply uncomfortable with Mitt Romney and with his Mormon background. And they want to find a way to bring it up, but they know the candidates can't directly. And I think one of the big issues that came up out of the pastor's speech was a sense that uh, he was uh, a surrogate for the Perry campaign, saying what Governor Perry could not. And the Perry campaign was a bit slow in distancing themselves from, from him. But the reaction was so rapid that my guess is you're not going to hear very much more of this, at least for some time. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you, Kerry. New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Kerry Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM, WQXR.